RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, Patriots, and welcome back to another episode of Occam's Razor. Funny story, today is technically episode one, season four of this program. We started this all the way back in 2020, 2020, 2021, 2022, and now starting off episode 254 in 2023. Obviously, we got to talk about this prime time red pill happening last night. I see people chatting about it and they are suspicious about whether or not it's going to have an impact or whether or not people are going to take notice. I'll tell you one thing. Guys take hits all the time. The NFL doesn't normally cancel the game. This is also late in the season. I don't know a lot about football, but I know it's a pretty important time. Thomas knows. He'll tell us. But I think the most important story that no one is talking about is the firing of the U.S. Virgin Islands Attorney General Denise George. The Biden crime family has struck again. Do me a favor, please hit that plus sign if you're on Rumble. It helps us get on the Rumble boards. Hit the like button if you're on any other platform. The red pill if you're on Foxhole. Sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn because Thomas and I will be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the show. Thank you for being here, everyone. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Thomas, so good to see you, my friend. Welcome to Episode 1, Season 4 of Occam's Razor. Glad to start off the new year with you and my limited edition Vector 117 mug, one of three, a set of three, that was sent to me by our Australian patriot friend. Thomas, how was your Christmas? How was your new year? Both really good. Still uh, got a little wild on New Year's and uh, lost the voices. Coming back now, drinking the chamomile tea with the honey. So, you know, that also brings me back. I'm doing about three cups a day. So that always helps, man. Those natural remedies really do the trick, my friend. But doing good, man. Stinks about this Buffalo Bills player. Um, you know, sooner or later, we knew this was going to happen. And uh, I know that's Everyone is seeing that. I was looking at numbers of how many people watch Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah. Um, it's about 22 million people saw that game last night mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. per 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 uh, per game, which is pretty nuts, man. So a lot of eyes on this, a lot of questioning, too. Well, you know, here's the thing. Like I said, guys take hits all the time, all right? Sure. You know, even, you know, sometimes there are catastrophic injuries. But, but Thomas, in my adult life, I don't ever remember a game being canceled like this. I, I don't remember something like this happening. Now, yes, he was being resuscitated on the sidelines for like nine minutes. Uh, and it's clear he wasn't breathing. Probably his pulse was very weak. Uh, and now it looks like he is probably in some type of induced coma. He's listed as critical condition. We actually do have a statement from his family. I was trying to pull it up from my buddy Matt Couch's website, but for some reason it wouldn't work. 
Uh, but essentially, you know, the, it's it's the the standard family statement. On behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to Demar during this challenging time. We are deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. They also want to acknowledge the people who helped him. First responders, healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati, and of course, they feel blessed to have the Bills organization in their corner. Uh the only thing about this, Thomas, is, is that the Bills organization are the ones who forced DeMar to get vaccinated. Uh, I don't know for certain that he's vaccinated, but I know that the NFL has a 94% vaccination rate. And I don't know what they consider as being vaccinated. Is that the first shot? Is that after the second shot? Is that after your third or fourth booster? Uh, you know, either way, they are billing this as uh, something called commotiocarditis, which is essentially a hard hit to the chest, which makes your, your heart stop. Now, this generally happens in like baseball or softball. You've got a 94-mile-per-hour, 95-mile-per-hour ball coming straight at you, hits you in the sternum, boom, your, head, your heart stops dead. Uh, this is unusual for this to happen in football, isn't it? I mean, this is not something I've seen yeah. before. I, I, see, I see people kind of, you know— uh, arguing about whether or not this is vax related. Well, no, we, we don't have any hardcore firm evidence to say that, yeah, 100 percent, this is vax related. But I will tell you this. We know that the COVID-19 vaccines uh, or the, the, shat, the shots, the jabs, the clot shots, whatever you want to call them, they are known to cause damage to your heart. And with each successive vaccine, that damage is going to increase exponentially. And so if he had one shot, if he had two shots, if he had three or four shots, uh, it stands to reason that his heart would have been weakened. His doctor posted he was boosted on December 26th. So if he took a booster, that means he's got at least two shots in him, if not three. And again, if not four. So I, I think it's pretty likely that this is directly related to this. Now, again, knowing the information that's out there, Thomas. We are not the only ones who are paying attention to this. Despite what the establishment says to the American people, they know about the dangers of this jab. They know what's happening to people. And when it happens, I don't think they're surprised. And I don't think the NFL was particularly surprised when it happened to DeMar. I think they've been waiting for this. And as soon as it happened, they knew that there was probably no coming back from it. And so they had to shut the game down because they knew exactly how serious it was. This is this is my thoughts on it, but I'd like to like to hear yours. Okay, so first of all, when you talk about this this type of ill or um we'll just say illness that people have, you're right. It has a lot to do with baseball. I had a friend of mine who uh was uh running around third, coming home uh to steal the base. Um, the hitter hits the ball, hits the kid in the chest. This is in third grade kid dies. Oh, wow. So a lot of kids, so a lot of kids during baseball, when I was growing up did wear that protective plate, especially if they, if, if, because their parents were afraid of that, they would have a plate under there. This guy did take a hit. I mean, he did, you could see the helmet come up into the, into the chest cavity, then up under his chin. They take these hits all the, all the time. And so it. the thing, so the thing that we have to look at is the percentage, and especially when it comes to Occam's razor, what would be the simplest form of why this would happen to him? The likelihood of this happening to him is one in 200 million that he takes a slightly hit. By the way, he has a chest protector. It's not just shoulder pads. It's It comes down. Um, the likelihood of this happening um, leads me to believe that this possibly could be Vax-related. I don't know. But, I mean, now we have a, a, a viewer saying that there was, you know, he's got his booster. Okay. 
I'm looking this morning. Everyone on Fox News is up in an uproar. Every they're bringing on uh, cardiologists. They're bringing on everyone. Everyone and 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 you go on Twitter. There's a huge fight between people on Twitter. People in real life, whether you're on group text messages or on Facebook or something, everyone is pointing the finger. This is vax related. No, how do you dare you say that? This was a real injury. You know, this is um this is where we're at. So many eyes are on this right now, and now it's in America. And and we've seen so many people, whether it's basketball or just referees walk, you know, jogging up and down the court with the basketball players just dropping dead. You know, they fall the exact same way, that same fallback. Like it it's uncanny, man. Come on. And for some reason, I can't get any of these videos on YouTube of the hit to play. (laughs) Everything is not responding. That's so weird. But our stream is working just fine. Here we go. Let's see if they show it this time. Oh, it it stops right before he goes down. Well, you know, my point that I wanted to to show this was is that it it sure seemed like just like a normal tackle. okay? and to your point with the chest protector that is going to spread out the impact of any impact that that hits his chest. Uh, So, you know, I mean, if it was going a lot faster, if it was a a far more intense hit, you know, you might be able to make an argument for it. But I, I really do feel that this is most likely Vax related. I will say this, you know. Uh, somebody posted in the Rumble chat earlier that uh, fans have donated $4 million to his kids. Um, you know, uh, I, I understand. I understand the like the sentiment, but the, the homeboy's an NFL player. I think his kids are probably going to be fine. Nothing's going to bring their dad back uh, if he, um, you know, if, you know, if he doesn't recover from this. Um, but there is so many worthwhile causes out there. There are so many pressing issues that the United States has right now. And uh, I, I think that this is indicative of our cult of celebrity that we have in America. Uh, I, I wish him the best. I, I pray, you know, that, that he makes it out of here and I pray for his kids. You know, it's a sad thing. Um, but uh, this this is not the, the last time we're going to see this happening, Thomas. That's yeah. really my ultimate point is, is that we're we're going to continue to have events like this taking place. It, it's it's sad, and I can't wait for the Fauci files to be released, hopefully this week. Hopefully, uh, Elon Musk is going to be letting us back onto the platform here very soon. Uh, and uh, and once that happens, we can get down to business. All right, I, I want to next discuss the uh, two. Oh, it's to his charity. It's to his charity. I'm sorry. Somebody posted that they donated it to his children directly, and I was like, that's a little odd. Why are they donating it to his kids. Okay, if it's to his charity, that's that's fine. That's a totally different story. All right, but the biggest story, the biggest story of the last couple of days that I think kind of slipped through the cracks uh, is the story about Denise George, uh, the attorney general of the uh, Virgin Islands. So she was overseeing the prosecution of Sam Bankman-Fried. Sam Bankman-Fried, biggest donor to the Democrat Party, okay? Probably could bring down a lot of very powerful people uh, I'm sure that uh, there were a number of individuals who were aware of the legal actions that he was taking. Certainly, they didn't care where the money was coming from. And nobody thought to look into the, uh, um, I guess, the solvency of FTX. Certainly not Gary Gensler, uh, the uh, SEC guy who was friends with the Bankman Freeds, probably having bar mitzvahs with them and, and, and dinners on Shabbat. But uh, we have the prosecution of J.P. Morgan Chase also being overseen by Denise George. She filed charges against J.P. Morgan Chase for their participation in Jeffrey Epstein's child trafficking operation. For years, Jeffrey Epstein used Chase Bank 
as his main source of holding on to his money. That money was coming and going, and they never filed a suspicious activity report. They never said anything about it to anyone in charge. Only at the moment that Jeffrey Epstein gets arrested for child trafficking does J.P. Morgan Chase step up to the plate and say anything. That shows me that they were looking to cover their ass. At the 11th hour, they were like, what's the bare minimum we have to do to convince people that we are not involved in this? We are. So Denise George files charges. And then guess what? Joe Biden takes a trip for Christmas to the U.S. Virgin Islands. And then she gets fired. This is a Victor Shokin situation all over again. Joe Biden shows up in Ukraine. Victor Shokin gets fired. His son is no longer in, under investigation. Joe Biden shows up in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Denise George loses her job. And now there is no more investigation into Chase Bank. It's deleted from the United States Virgin Islands Department of Justice website. The last press release from them is now December 1st. And it's in regards to the settlement that she was able to come to between the people who were suing the estate of Jeffrey Epstein for millions of dollars because he trafficked them. And now it's been memory hold. This is probably just going to totally disappear. Uh, I guarantee you that the incoming AG is not going to pick up the baton on this one. Charges are just going to be quietly dismissed. And, uh, and, and there was no reason given for her firing, Thomas. They, they didn't even bother... To say, you know, Denise George wasn't doing a good job. Uh, Denise George was uh, prosecuting too many bad guys. No, she was doing her job. She did exactly what she was supposed to do. She had the balls. She stood up against the authorities and they took her down for it. I would, I'm would. i going to try to see if I can get Den Denise George on the record. Oh, man, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, to say that these people don't have power, they can make people just, you know, hey, you know, we'll do a little business with J.P. Morgan. We'll talk to J.P. Morgan, then they're gone. We'll talk to people. She's gone. This is what they do. They're very powerful people. The coincidence of him being down there in the Virgin Islands on Christmas, oh, yeah. right there next to Epstein Island, and then she's just up off and she's gone okay and you and i i 100 agree with you brother this is uh 100 going to be swept under the rug you will never hear about this again because the attorney general stepping in is probably somebody that they place into a position of power that's about as far as that how far can you go with this i talked about it yesterday blew my mind everybody was you know uh like oh my god this is crazy because everyone sees the the, the coincidence that well there you know are no coincidences but you can see how these people really do have power and they do run in the same circles and they protect each other's asses. That's what they do. What's yep. the real epidemic? It's not sure it's not planned or as sure it's not COVID. It's 100% child sex trafficking, uh, you know, satanic ritual abuse, whatever these people do. That's the big secret, man. That's the big secret secret. Does it ever get out? I don't know. We got to keep chipping away at it. That's all we can do. So my mom over on Rumble says they said it was because she didn't run this by the governor first. Well, that's even worse. The governor does not run the Justice Department of the U.S. Virgin Islands. The attorney general is running the legal aspects of the U.S. Virgin Islands. She should not have to bring it before the, the governor of the Virgin Islands if she wants to file charges, especially when you take a look at the filing itself over more than a decade. J.P. Morgan clearly knew it was not complying with federal regulations in regard to Epstein-related accounts, as evidenced by its too-little-too-late efforts after Epstein was arrested on federal sex trafficking charges, and shortly after his death when J.P. Morgan belatedly complied with federal law. That's according to the complaint. Human trafficking 
was the principal business of the accounts Epstein maintained at J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan knowingly, negligently, unlawfully provided and pulled the levers through which recruiters and victims were paid and was indispensable to the operation and concealment of the Epstein trafficking enterprise. F the governor of the Virgin. He doesn't need to put a stamp of approval on going after a criminal organization like this. That's the scapegoat. Yes. I think that's what we're looking at. That's the scapegoat. You know, that's their excuse for everything. Oh, she didn't run it past the governor. So whoopsie. This, how It's basically like, how can we get her out of here? We mm-hmm. got to get her out of here. And somebody said, you know, we'll, we'll throw something into the hat. And that's what it was. The simple, that's what they did. Scapegoat. So, you know, uh, I, I'm still waiting on, uh, on on stuff to come out about Ghislaine Maxwell, you know, kind of kind of figuring that maybe they're just going to have that all swept under the rug. Nobody's going to care. Ghislaine Maxwell didn't kill herself. Denise George didn't kill herself. We'll have to see what happens. But, uh, you know, that successful one hundred and five million dollar settlement uh, that she was able to negotiate earlier this month uh, gave one hundred and five million dollars to Epstein's victims, some of Epstein's victims. Uh, this was uh, uh, the actual sale price of the pedophile island. They sold it to somebody. I'm really interested to see who bought Epstein's island. Let me tell you that. Uh, Going to be doing some digging on that. Just haven't had a chance yet. Uh, but this was uh, uh, actually portion of the money. Uh, let's see. Half. This is $105 million plus half of the price of the sale of that pedophile island. So, the money looks like was sold for or the, the the pedophile island, Little St. James, sold for $125 million back in March. So that's an extra $75 million going on top of that 105 settlement from the money that was already in Epstein's estate. Uh, here is an article back from March when it went up onto the market. You can see the beautiful pictures of this horrific uh, human trafficking show. Uh, and, uh, it doesn't say who actually purchased it. Anybody out there have any information, uh, about, um, love from China to love from China to Michi me. Okay. Yeah. I, once I find out who, who bought this, we'll, we'll do some digging into that person. Um, but just, you know, it, it's, it's enough to boil your, boil your blood. Uh, I, Denise George yes. was doing her job. She absolutely was doing her job and there's no reason for her to. I mean, except for the fact that uh, powerful donors uh, are still in control of that area. Uh, there's no way that, that Epstein would have been able to operate in the U.S. Virgin Islands with such impunity for such a long time if there weren't people in the Virgin Islands government who were also aware of it. So uh, it's happening. It's happening all over. All right. Um, next. Uh, the vote for speaker is going on right now. I know that Badlands has live coverage right now, so I appreciate you guys hanging out with us over here. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, we're going to find out what happened. Um, I had heard that Lauren Boebert had put up uh, Jim Jordan for speaker. I know Jim Jordan wasn't trying to run for speaker. Uh, he wants to continue to run the Judiciary Committee. Um, I don't know if anybody has put forward Trump yet. I haven't I haven't been able to watch. I was getting prepared for this. Uh, but this is apparently the live feed Arthur. going on right now. Uh, and you've got people coming up voting for uh, uh, different people. Here's the thing. <clears throat> if Kevin McCarthy cannot get enough votes, he will not be Speaker of the House, and they're going to be nominating somebody else uh, overall. Uh, to me, it's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's fear porn to tell people that Nancy Pelosi or 
Uh, Liz Cheney would be elected as Speaker of the House. Liz Cheney's no longer in Congress, and I don't think anybody yeah, right. wants to welcome her back. Okay, as of today, she is no longer employed by the U.S. government. Uh, I don't think that Nancy Pelosi would have the votes even in a Republican-Democrat coalition. They're not going to be able to pull that together. Ten votes, GOP just lost Speaker. <clears throat> so you're saying, Chad, you're saying that because ten people didn't vote for Kevin McCarthy that uh, the GOP lost the speakership? No, they're going to vote again. They're going to have to find somebody who— Second roll call. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to continue to happen until they come to an agreement. Now, you know, I mean, there are people who think Kevin McCarthy's a good dude. You may be one of them, and that's fine with me. I don't care. We can have a disagreement on this, and we can be, you know, coming from different points of view. Um, You know, I think that President Trump has done and said things that he needed to publicly, but it betrays what he truly feels inside. Now, I'm not in Trump's head, so I don't even know if that's true. Uh, But uh, I think that what we need in America is radical change. We need something very different from the status quo. And Kevin McCarthy, to me, represents the status quo. And if he doesn't have the support of the GOP in the House of Representatives, then somebody else needs to be Speaker of the House. We can't continue to just Put a check mark next to the box because there's an R next to their name. That's not enough for me anymore. All right. No. I think I think we need to elect America first candidates. All right. And if there isn't an America first candidate running, then we need to put them up and we need to make sure that their name is on the ballot. That's what primaries are for. Uh, we need to work hard at this. I mean, this is this is something we deserve to be spending a lot of time on now. If Kevin McCarthy can't make it, uh, as they're saying, as Chad's saying, 10 votes. Uh, If he didn't make it, then he's not going to be speaker. Somebody else is going to be speaker. Imagine if the Republicans in the House of Representatives, Thomas, made a coalition with the Democrats to elect Nancy Pelosi. What do you think the American people would do? I I don't know, man. I think all would be lost. You wouldn't get investigations. You wouldn't get any of the things that we were promised that were supposed to happen. I think that it would just be more of the same bullshit over and over and over again. It would be really disappointing. If Nancy Pelosi got in there, I would be heartbroken. Oh, absolutely. I I would be heartbroken. But my point is that America would be pissed, okay? We've had a Nancy Pelosi speakership. We know what that brings. We know exactly what's going to happen if that happens again. It won't happen again. There's no way. They're going to find somebody among the GOP coalition that they can agree on. And I'm hoping that it's going to be somebody who chooses to do the right thing. Pelosi is dead. (laughs) Bill Wright says Pelosi is dead. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Uh, you know, I mean, she was walking around and stuff. I, I think maybe, maybe this is the argument about, you know, these people are clones or, you know, it doesn't matter sure, to me. I, you know, if, if that's if that's the original person or not, doesn't matter because they're still operating under that person's name, doing things, you know, that that person would be doing if they were there. So for all the faults and purposes, you know, I mean, it is the exact same. Uh, so, you know, same with uh, same with Joe Biden, even if even if Joe Biden's a clone. He's still pretending to be Joe Biden, pretending to run the country and doing a really bad job at it. The Dems don't so want I, Nancy, Rumble Pilgrim says, and I agree with you. They know. Ah, oh, fraud loose. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, man, if, like I was just I woke up pretty early this morning. I was because I was anticipating what was going to happen today. See how Fox News was presenting it. They had Newt Gingrich on there, I believe, last night. The guy's an, an idiot. I mean, he's just uh, such a rhino. 
Um, and, and then they brought on Dan Crenshaw, another rhino, just garbage human beings. Ugh. And um, the whole the, their whole scenario, the, the, their talking point is if McCarthy does not get in, you will have pure chaos within the House of Representatives. And, you know. Good. I say good. I want chaos. And I'm look I'm looking at, you know, interviews with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates, and a lot of people are heated. A lot of people pointing the finger. I, I'll be honest with you, Marjorie Taylor Greene pointing the finger at uh at Matt Gates, back at her. These it looks so discombobulated. You're seeing a lot of people getting kickbacks of millions of dollars mm-hmm. from McCarthy to put him in there. Our government is so effed up right now, it's unbelievable. But I kind of like it. I'm going to be honest with you, man. You know, Ke- Kevin McCarthy was directly responsible for ensuring that J.R. Majewski did not win his seat. 100%. Okay. So F Kevin McCarthy. That's my take on Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy will never have my confidence. All right. He betrayed us. There were so many America First candidates who, by all rights, should have won. And uh, the NRCC chose to buy ad time against them, or to not give them money. All right, so that's it for Kevin McCarthy. I'm done with him. Uh, you guys, before we take a break for the second half of the show, I have some thank yous that I need to uh, that I need to talk about here. First of all, the good people at Flip City Magazine sent me a care package, including a brand new tinfoil hat, uh, a <laughs> Flip City tinfoil hat. Uh, we have a Christmas card. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say the names of the people in this, so I'm just going to say to Zach Redpill78 from your friends at Flip City Magazine. Keep fighting, and we will too. Merry Christmas. And they sent me three issues, three episodes uh, of Flip City Magazine. Now, you know, I, I, I am a big fan of political satire. I think that there is uh, a, a strong market for it, and we need it. That's why I was talking about uh, the Babylon Bee and um, uh, uh, the Onion the other day. I love that stuff. You know, we have to be able to make jokes. If people can't make jokes, they're just too damn serious all the time, and they just get offended by everything. And that's the world we live in today. So let's get past it. Flip City Magazine, you guys can subscribe right now. They don't even sponsor the show. But I'm going to tell you, you can subscribe right now for $50 a year. You get, uh, I believe, seven editions of the magazine. They probably send you some free goodies as well. I also wanted to make sure I I showed off uh, my friend Christopher Butcher's, um, I guess this is his thesis right here. Uh, and, uh, and, and he wrote it about the sudden deaths that were a result of COVID-19. I also got a series of books and I believe that they are about the firmament or maybe not, maybe I have, uh, that incorrect, but anyways, uh, I wanted to say thank you. We're going to go ahead and read these, the lands of Mars, 178 worlds under the great dome, the navigator who crossed the ice walls beyond worlds, beyond Antarctica and Terra in Phoenicia extraterrestrial worlds and their civilizations, the story told by the woman who was born in the lands beyond the ice walls. It's by an uh, an author called Nas Confundin. I think that is probably a nom de plume. Uh, I also wanted to say, we're going to, we got to watch this on the, on the show on Badlands. Uh, Mike Boss and his wife, uh, they made this film, A House Divided. They say at the top, a mega MAGA movie. This is a Donald Trump uh, 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 centric film for the family. Also, to the people at the official Popeye fan club, uh, they had, uh, they heard me talk about Popeye one time on the show. I was a big fan of Popeye when I was a kid, and uh, and they added me to the list, and they send me stuff all the time 
And uh, I really appreciate you guys. I'm, I'm, thank you so much for being out there still. Uh, also, thank you very much to Lou, Lou, who sent me this book, Last Gift of the Magi, Lou A. Tartaglia, MD, A Wondrous Imaginative Story of the Birth of Christ as Seen Through the Eyes of a Young Camel. Truly magnificent. Can't wait to read that as well. Uh, and then also from B. Bean. You know where you're at, B. Bean. Thank you very, very much to everyone. All right, you guys, we've got to take a break for the second half of the show. We're going to be right back in just a moment. Okay, okay. Uh, so apparently Kevin McCarthy gave a 90-minute speech earlier today telling people he had earned the right to be speaker. He wanted them to vote for him. Uh, and at that time, they predicted that 90% of the room was strongly behind him. Now, Representative Bob Good from Virginia is one of those people who's been out there speaking about uh, the uh, you know opportunity for them to put somebody up who isn't uh, Kevin McCarthy. Now, whether or not that's Donald Trump, I don't know. Whether or not Donald Trump would even accept I don't know, but I'm going back to my original statement. I think that we need a radical departure from the business as usual in Washington, D.C. Uh, back in 2015, when Donald Trump announced that he was going to be running for president, that is exactly initially why I decided I wanted to support him. I said, I, I don't know if this guy can run the country, but uh, the very fact that he is putting his hat in the ring, going up against somebody like Hillary Clinton, uh, that shows that he cares about this country. And I started learning as much as I could about Donald Trump. And I, I knew immediately uh, that he was going to be the choice. And uh, and he was, you know, I mean, he was the most successful president in modern history, in my opinion. Uh, now, uh, hold on. I want to uh, pull up a, a couple of contemporaneous reports of what's going on with that speakership here. Uh, so there, Gateway Pundit is reporting that we have eight defectors. Uh, obviously, if it's actually 10 at this point, uh, then, you know, it, it's continuing continuing on. Sounds like Kevin McCarthy is going to continue to try. So maybe there's going to be some negotiating, um, you know, but let's be honest, Thomas, Congress doesn't get much done anyways. You know, I, I mean, like, so if they have to spend a couple of days, if they got to spend a week figuring out who's going to be Speaker of the House, I mean, I'm okay with it. Like, let's do it yeah, right. I mean I mean, I feel like we've we we should be like uh, already adjusted to this when it comes to the elections and and midterm elections where we just wait and wait and wait. And then this happens. You know, I mean, if they have to take their time, exactly. They can. I do have something from D.C. Drano. They say Congresswoman uh, Lauren Boebert just voted for Jim Jordan as speaker. They're still in the B's for roll call. And McCarthy already doesn't have enough votes. McCarthy is getting smoked. He already lost the first vote and there are only a few dozen in out over 430. This looks oh, really bad for him and the national, the national stage, but we'll see what happens. So uh, people are saying, put Jim Jordan as a speaker. Kevin McCarthy is a rhino. Um, yeah. So that's where we're at. They're getting through the bees. That was about 20 minutes ago. All right. So uh, Matt Gates has apparently come up and voted. He said, if you want to drain the swamp, you cannot put the biggest alligator in charge of the exercise. I think he's absolutely right. You Very know? true. Yeah. So, you know, well, what has Kevin McCarthy really done? Sure, he didn't support the January 6th committee, but he also, you know, was on the phone saying that he was going to tell Trump to resign. OK. Yes. You know, I, I mean, I, th I think Kevin McCarthy does one thing publicly and he does another thing privately. And uh, I, I think that, you know, the reason he's been successful up until this point is because he played the game. He's a California Republican. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> Remember that. Remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like yeah. Jim Jordan in the judiciary, too. I think that he needs to run the judiciary. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. 
it's early wasn't he on. backing McCarthy though? He might have been. He might have been. You know, this is all a power play. People forget about politics. True. You know, you got people making alliances. You know, and if that alliance crumbles, well, then they're going to make an alliance with somebody else. You know, I mean, like if they've got an agreement to support Kevin McCarthy and Kevin McCarthy loses it in the first 20 minutes, well, they're going on to their <laughs> second pick at that point. You know, I mean, like I'm sure these guys have been talking behind the scenes. Uh, they have been trying to determine exactly what they're going to do. Uh, and now that Kevin McCarthy is not going to be the one, well, go. All right. So uh, I was watching something Lisa was showing me. In 2021, in yeah, okay. So in 2020, deaths were up a little bit, okay, which kind of betrays the idea that we had a pandemic because that was the first year of COVID being on the scene, all right? And you would have thought that a lot of people were – remember the, the stories, Thomas, about bodies like being, you know, pushed by excavators and stuff and nurses right, in New York yeah. crying? Bullshit. It didn't happen. It wasn't real. Uh, and, uh, and if they saw something, maybe they saw a bunch of dummies in body bags in 2021, that increased dramatically. It was like, like a, a 163%, something crazy like that. Um, and now, you know, as a result of that increase in deaths, as a result of what we saw last night, we have people in the scientific community finally questions that they need to, which is very, very important. We have now a Chinese, excuse me, a Japanese team of doctors uh, who are investigating that relationship between the COVID vaccine, the clot shot, and deaths. Uh, and they're speaking out against the vaccine. Uh, I, you know, I remember initially, Thomas, when COVID first hit, and we, I think you and I might have talked about this. They, they, somebody had put out a, uh, a chart showing, you know, which segments of the population based on genetics were most heavily hit by the virus. And I would imagine the vaccine is going to do the same thing because it basically produces uh, the original spike proteins in your body. But Asian people were hit the hardest. Right. Asian right. people were the ones who were really hit. So it, it makes sense that we've got Japanese doctors that are speaking out about it. I'm pretty certain that the, the island of Japan was heavily vaccinated in the same way that um, you know New Zealand was. It's like ninety four percent or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was it was a ridiculous yeah. number. Israel did you, too, did you, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that's funny. Um, but did you did you see uh, that? I don't, how is it pronounced? Rasmussen report. Did you look at that yesterday at all? Uh, that came out. I didn't see it yesterday. I'm obviously I'm familiar with Rasmussen, but w what did they put out? Well, they they were just talking about how that they I think they interviewed a thousand people. They put out a poll for a thousand people, and. Set, it was it was such it was like half 49 percent of people, Democrats and Republicans, both believed 49 percent both believed that they were uh, people that were immediate family or friends were dying from the vaccine. Republicans and Democrats, 49 percent were saying this out of a thousand people. How's that? For That's Red huge. Pill? That is huge. Right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. man. So this, we are reaching that tipping point once we get past. 50% of the population that accepts that vaccines are killing people or they are causing grave illness and injury, uh, that's going to be a major, major tipping point. And I think that could possibly come out here very soon. Who knows what kind of damaging info we're going to see on Anthony Fauci. Uh, but every single day oh, as more man. people die, uh, 18 defectors, they're saying, in the House of Representatives. That's, that's three huge. more than one was predicted. 
Yes, that is actually huge. Okay, so the uh, the uh, the caucus is going to have somebody else in mind. We'll have to see what happens. And I don't even know if that's done yet. But here we go. It's continuing on. Um, so just getting back to this uh, to this article. So what is tipping off these Japanese doctors? Uh, they said that first of all. When they were performing autopsies of vaccinated individuals, they found their bodies had temperatures of over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. They have a fever. When you get sick, Thomas, you have a fever. Now, sure. average human body temperature is 98.6 degrees. You know, it can go like a couple of points either way. Uh, but that is unusual. The body temperatures were unusually high, such as 33 or 34 degrees, 91 to 93 degrees Fahrenheit. That's for a dead body, which means that it was hotter when they actually died. Normally, at that stage of the autopsy, the body temperature would be in the 20s in Celsius, so about 68 degrees Fahrenheit or lower. So the body continued to produce heat even after it was dead. That's very interesting, Thomas, because, you know, there's a lot of theories about nanotechnology, genetic manipulation, genetic changes that happen in your body, a normal human body, once it expires, is going to behave in a very, very predictable way. They can track it because they've been tracking it for a long time. Uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the science of pathology is, is not new. Now, if you take a look at the data this Japanese doctor has put together, his research team, they, they found that there were significant changes to the genetic makeup of vaccinated patients' immune system. Now, what do those changes mean? We already know about uh, vaccine, uh, what is it? Uh, basically, I mean, it, it, that's it. Uh, I can't remember the, the title for it. It's like V-A-E-D, vaccine, autoimmune, uh, something. <laughs> I can't remember it. it. It's on the tip of my tongue. But anyways, basically what it does, that, Vaccine goes into your body, the clot shot goes into your body, and it strips your body of all of your natural immune properties, and then it replaces it. So the only thing it does is produce those spike proteins. Uh, somebody says zombie territory. I, you know, I don't think you're far off. You know, who knows what those bodies are going to be doing? Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so the research leads these doctors to believe that the vaccine causes immune system abnormalities. Now, it promotes inflation. Inflation is what causes the increase in temperature. Uh, and likely, uh, the cause of that high body temperature uh, is from the inflation that is caused by those vaccines. Now, this is circumstantial right now, uh, but this is something that needs to be investigated. And I think that, again, as time goes on, uh, as more and more people begin to drop dead and you know, more and more people are finding themselves uh, injured from the vaccine, you know, one in 800 people who took the vaccine are vaccine injured. One in 800. That's staggering. You know, you look at uh, other vaccines throughout history. Uh, the rotavirus vaccine, I think that one was like one in 10,000. Uh, the swine flu vaccine, that was like one in 100,000. And one in 800, and they're pushing it on people? Yes, vaccine immune deficiency syndrome, VADES, uh, that is uh, uh, the, like, the far end of that immunocompromised scenario. Uh, but there's like stages to it. So it goes like like V-A-E-D and then finally it gets to VAIDS, vaccine-induced AIDS. Um, but the thing is, I don't it doesn't even take that long, you know? I mean, like, I, I, I just, it's really sad. It's sad. It's shocking to see. 
and I wish that more people would open their eyes. I, I want to say one more time, I am in. I am interviewing a woman based upon a recommendation of uh, someone who watches the show uh, named Jennifer Sharp. She created a documentary that you can watch for free on her website. It's called Anecdotals. I would highly recommend seeing it. Thomas, if you want to talk to her too, I'll get you guys in touch. And cool. um, she was pro-vax. Everybody in the movie was pro-vax. They took the vax. They were injured. And uh, each of them has a different story. You know, uh, the the way that it behaves in the body, Thomas, leads me to believe even more that there are a variety of different cocktails that are out there. Because, you know, there's not like a single set of symptoms. It's like such a broad set of symptoms. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're out here worrying, and and I don't want to be the doom and gloom guy, but it's just kind of like, we're seeing these athletes fall out. We're seeing our friends and family, you know, be they're injured from this. You know, what's what's it going to be like in three to five years? We I don't know. That mentality always sticks with me. It scares the crap out of me. My girlfriend's vaccinated. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, she's got the first two. And um, but uh, she's like, yeah, no dice on the boosters. None of that stuff. She was unaware. She doesn't know anything about this movement or anything. She's just doing she's in her own lane. Can't blame her. That happened to a lot of people out there. But when you when you think about these people that are getting hurt all the time, it, it it's terrifying to even think about. So these people were vaccinated, they were injured, and now they're come. I think we're going to see so many people talk about this that were actually like this this documentary you're talking about. That's mm-hmm. going to be absolutely huge because it crosses the threshold to the other side. Hey, you know, I was pro vaccine. I was trying to be fine with everything. Now look at me. There needs to be more. We're going to see more of these documentaries, man. That's awesome that you're getting her on. Mm-hmm. That would be a must-see TV right there. So uh, I have some new information about um, the Demar. What's his last name? Uh, Hamlin. Demar Hamlin. Yeah. Uh, Gateway Pundit is reporting that, uh, that that Fed operatives move into place at Cincinnati Hospital. Apparently, the press is outposts. Being... So. Have you guys ever heard of an NFL player being injured and for uh, representatives of the federal government to move in and, and, and surround him so that the press can't get near him? Uh, cover are, story. Cover absolutely. job. Absolutely. They are trying to cover this up with every fiber of their being. They know. They know exactly what happened to this guy and exactly why he was injured. Uh, Mario Knopfel says that a number of news outlets at the scene tripled in the past two hours, and the reporters here are getting pissed about the lack of updates. One of the local reporters just threw her script on the ground and said, F this shit. Nobody has ever died on field in the last 51 years, Thomas. Uh, so this is an extremely rare thing to happen. Uh, very interesting stuff. I, I think that, that, that's, uh, excuse me, that is, uh, Way, way, way more interesting knowing that the feds have moved in to uh, to protect this guy. I can read really quick what that what was going on. Uh, it says, as previously reported by Nick Soder, who is still at the hospital covering the story, the U.S. government has set up outposts near the U or UC Medical Center where Damar Hamlin is currently in critical condition. The Fed got startled and brought in additional resources because Joe Biden is coming in on Wednesday and they didn't want trouble if Hamlin were to die under mysterious circumstances. <laughs> I personally followed several of these vehicles to one of the locations before being forced away. More updates from Nick. Uh, live from UC Medical Center, number of news outlets at the scene tripled in the past two hours. 
The reporters are getting pissed about the lack of updates. Nuts, bro. Absolutely. Honey, did I, did I say inflation instead of inflammation? If I did, obviously I, I misspoke. Uh, and Chad, uh, excuse me, Sparky, my bick. Yes, any vote for anyone other than Kevin McCarthy was a vote against Kevin McCarthy. Um, all right. Now, I mentioned earlier in the program, Liz Cheney, no longer employed by the U.S. government. But don't feel bad for her. Don't feel bad for Liz Cheney because her net worth Im- increased by $36 million during six and a half years in Congress. How much do they make a year? Somebody look, tell, tell me, it's how like, much does a congressman make a year? I don't know. It, 150? Yeah, maybe $150,000 a year. I mean, it's not. It's <laughs> a funny business, Zach. Don't even go there, dude. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. 174000 174000 well, $36 She came into office in January of 2017. And at that point, she was worth $7 million. And now she's worth an estimated $44 million. Wow. Of course. The Good math adds you, up. Liz I don't know Cheney. where you're going. I don't know where you're going with this. The math adds up to me. Oh, Makes oh, complete dude. sense. Yeah, totally nothing to see here. Absolutely <laughs> nothing to see. Good for you, Liz Cheney. You sold it's out just, America. It's just a circular money feed over and over. They they just stay in these positions of power and get those kickbacks and sell out America mm-hmm. over and, and over and over. Thus, me going back to my statement, you want chaos? Uh, that's fine. That's fine. I hope there is chaos because I'm sick of these people being in office and the pointing of the fingers, the maddening of it, you know, let's go. That's fine. Let's put somebody in there. You know, when it comes to like when Newt Gingrich and I, I was talking about earlier and you see Dan Crenshaw, they're they're very upset about these MAGA Republicans coming in there. They don't like this shit, man. They're it frightens them because their whole system of Liz Cheney, you know, uh, case in point, getting all this money. I don't think they're going to be getting as much money if you break up that system that they have, man. They don't want these people in there, Zach. Yes. So it says nothing about her husband's personal wealth. You know, this is just money that's associated with Liz Cheney. Don't forget, Liz Cheney's husband is a a, a chump for China. You know, I mean, like he's doing his own business in the background. Uh, Gump says – you guys are conspiracy theorists. These people made their money legit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Totally legit. Totally to legit. See. That's right. All right. So they're I'll good ta- people. Yeah, you list list Cheney's. She's one hundred percent. She loves America. Absolutely, a gentleman and a scholar. She just wants to save America from Donald Trump because Donald Trump apparently was the worst person ever in the history of humankind. Uh, now Called you fear. you had mentioned Thomas something about Demar Hamlin's doctor. Uh, tweeting out that he was boosted. Didn't you say that? Or did I that read that? That was somebody in the chat. Okay, somebody in the chat. Okay. So this guy's name apparently was Dr. Benjamin Eidelman. Now, we actually don't know if this is like a legit account. Um, but this guy apparently is a big supporter of Israel, big supporter of uh, Joe Biden. Uh, he said, I recently administered Damar Hamlin's COVID booster on twelve twenty six, And as a medical professional, I can assure the public he passed all screenings with flying colors. I am in contact with the U.S. UCMC staff and will provide any assistance to them. Uh, He is a vaccine pusher. That's definitely on his account. His Twitter account is there, but he deleted that tweet. Uh, He definitely has been pushing out stuff uh, from from Joe Biden and the White House. Uh, He's pushing out articles uh, about vaccine safety. Uh, He's also talking about Trump's tax returns and retweeting the Lincoln Project. 
and he's not a proponent of free speech. Um, so I think that uh, we'll have to see whether or not this guy is real, but um, I don't know. May, I, I, I'm just, I'm not surprised. If if DeMar is uh, is vaxxed and boosted, it's, it's not going to be any big surprise for me. Oh, these people, these people, Thomas, it's, uh, when, it, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. You were talking about how like uh, the Bills GM, the owner of uh, Buffalo Bills, they were, you know, they were cut. They would cut you if you weren't vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, then also the fans, if um, I know that's the majority mm-hmm. of all NFL stadiums, they they had to show proof of vax oh, yeah. to actually watch the games at the beginning. So these people were like, like full on. Listen. Get the vax. You're not watching the games. Get the vax. You're not going to play. Uh, he does have teammates that were coming out um, that were like the stance of an Aaron Rodgers, you know, that are not vaxxed uh, mm-hmm. talking about um, uh, Hamlin. So um, I have not yet watched that. I do have that pulled up for my show. Cole Beasley is his name. Um, you know, they, they're going to grill him. They're going to grill a lot of people. But, you know, dude, I mean, this is. What they do, this is depopulation. How else are you going to look at this? Come on. Can we just think logically? What else is this? That's exactly what it is. It is. Yeah, it's part of their depopulation agenda. You know, the ones they don't kill, they're going to make sick. And once you're sick, you're dependent upon the pharmaceutical industrial complex. Once you get sick, you're going to have to put all of your money in just keeping yourself alive Quality of life is what they call it, but you know, I, I don't consider being a slave to medications that uh, provide all hosts of other side effects as uh, something close to quality of life. Did you also see this, Thomas? We actually have a sudden death of another NFL player. This guy's name is Uche Nawar- yeah. Nawanri. Nawanri. He played for the Jaguars and he retired yeah. back in 2014. He was interesting. Uh, Because he called for the unvaccinated to be jailed. Uh, Typical leftist moron. Uh, He was found dead at home, 38 years old. Uh, And they're saying that uh, he might have died from an enlarged heart with sudden heart failure. That's from the coroner's report. Wow. Totally normal. Once again, absolutely nothing to see here. Always with the heart. It's always the heart. Oh. He didn't die of, you know, a, you know, cocaine overdose or, you know, gang banging or whatever. I mean, I mean, it, it's always cardiac related. Mm-hmm. Open your eyes, everybody, and understand this is what's going on. And this is going to be the first of many, just like Zach said. You know, everyone's everyone's like, oh, shit, this is happening to an NFL player. By the way, I believe that the number one seed in the NFL, uh, uh, NFC division, so – um, a lot of eyes on there. A lot of people watching the Buffalo Bills. Um, they have one of the strongest fan bases too, by yeah. the way. And I'm letting you guys know that this is going to happen more and more, and people are going to start really kind of, you know, connecting the dots. Man, they're going to connect the dots in the end, and uh, it's going to be a six sad situation because it's so many people. What was it like? Seventy nine percent of Americans have gotten the vaccine. Now, do you trust polls? I don't yeah, know. I, I, That's I don't what it said in the it, and that said in that in the uh, Ram, yeah the Rasmussen, Rasmussen or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they said that. Uh, so Millwright, it's a says, lot of people, bro. Millwright says fifty percent of college athletes now have heart conditions. That's I'd so, like to see the report so on that abnormal. Too. I'd like to see the data on that too. 
well, I, you guys, we're getting close to the end of the show. We've only got a couple of thank yous over here on the foxhole. So let me say thanks to Lou Ann V, who says, happy 2023 RP and friends. Let's have a blessed year. Uh, she also said, episode 254, congrats. And Harley Quinn donated a cookie. So thank you very much for that. I really appreciate it. Uh, I also had a couple of thank yous from the last several days I need to say thank you for as well. On Lisa's Cash App, uh, Mitzi, thank you so much, Mitzi. I appreciate that. Uh, also, uh, Kelly, Kelly, I am still working on getting Dave Jose on the show. Uh, also, Rise Attire for, uh, for, the, for the merch. Thank you very much for that. And then also over on Buy Me a Coffee, uh, TagPat49VCR uh, bought me a coffee. Thank you. S18 in Texas Lady said, thank you, Zach, for everything you put out. Great guest and information tonight. That was from Saturday, I believe. And then Lou Envy said, Merry Christmas, Zach and family. Uh, and wishing you and Lisa a wonderful Christmas in Florida. So thank you very much. But I want to end the show by kind by talking about George Santos. Are, are you familiar with George Santos at all, Thomas? <laughs> no. All right. Well, George Santos is a brand new Republican House GOP member sworn in today. Uh, He flipped a Democrat seat in New York, and he did it by campaigning as a gay, Jewish, uh, I guess, financial whiz. And uh, he, he said a lot of different things. Durfman MTL says, don't forget to hit the plus sign, folks. Yeah, please, you guys, we've got over 3,200 people here, 255 rumbles. I would so appreciate it if you hit that rumble button. I need you to do that if we're going to make the leaderboard, if we're going to get the show in front of more people's eyes, if we're going to help to spread the truth. It costs absolutely nothing. And all you got to do is just go to the stream. You just hit the plus sign right underneath the video that you're watching. But George Santos, he, he lied about his resume. Uh, he made up a bunch of jobs that he n- never had. Again, he said he was gay. I, I'm pretty sure he's not gay. Uh, he said he was Jewish. Uh, and he actually said he was a proud Jew, a uh, proud practicing Jew that had been to Israel many times. Uh, I think it's, I, yeah, I think it's quite, he, he's, I think he's Brazilian, really. But he, in a statement afterwards, once this was all, you know, kind of exposed, he said, I never told people I was Jewish. I said, I'm Jew-ish. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got a little bit of Jew in him. Neither here nor there. The the point is that I am nervous about this guy. I'm I'm glad that we have a Republican in the seat that was formerly held by a Democrat. But at what cost? What kind of guy right. is this? What kind of guy is this? He's also now got charges against him from Brazilian prosecutors. This is from 2008 when he was 19 years old. He stole a checkbook from someone down in Brazil. And he made $700 in purchases. And today he's being sworn into Congress. Uh, the GOP is pissed, okay? You know, and, and let me go back to the fact that J.R. Majewski lost his race. That was bad to say that. And George, George Santos gets in. J.R. Majewski, who was just the most honest, forthright, patriotic candidate we had. And George Santos gets elected to New York's third congressional district. Good for you, George, for flipping it. It shows that uh, the people of New York are, are, you know, on the edge of waning from Republican policies. But, you know, th- this is not the kind of thing you do. You know, I mean, like, this is like, what about, uh, uh, who's the guy from, I think it was from, um, from Oregon who lied about being a Vietnam vet? Like, what a piece of shit. You know, I, I mean, like, uh, how many times? How many times? 
can't think of that. Guy. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, yeah. Uh, and then, Dick Blumenthal. Dick yes. Blumenthal. And, and then they say to uh, Jeremy Majewski that he's a stolen valor. Get the hell out of my face. Oh, he's got the medals. Okay, he, right. he he was in the Air Force. What do you do in the Air Force? You, you're flying on planes all over the place. Right. You know, I mean, like it's ridiculous. You know, I mean, it, it's character assassination. And uh, Kevin McCarthy is chatting with Jim Jordan, who ga- garnered several votes for speaker in the first round. The second round of voting begins shortly. The process is you go right into the next ballot. So they're going to go directly into this next ballot. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is done in the first round. But, you know, so we got we got George Santos, Dick Blumenthal, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden. All right. So my question here really is, is anybody truly surprised that we have a liar? You know, I mean, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about uh, when we've got uh, we, we need to vet these people. We need to vet these people, you know, but I mean, I, I got to be honest, Thomas, you know, you <laughs> somebody is running for Congress and they're saying stuff like this. I mean, you just think like, no way they would lie. No way they would lie about it. I mean, this is just too brazen. Because <laughs> I, I, I think that a lot of people think that they're above the law, and a lot of people do get away with this shit, dude. I think they see their cohorts doing this, and they'll do the same. You know? None of, no one's held accountable anymore. Hey, it looks like uh, it is uh, Durfman's birthday. Happy, happy birthday, buddy. What's up, Thank man? You. Thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, happy 2023. Glad to have you here. All right. So, uh, you know, people are asking him to resign. I don't think he's going to resign. I mean, I think that he he knew exactly what he was doing when he waltzed in and, uh, and lied about who he was. <laughs> oh, God. At least we flipped a seat, right, guys? Let's see how he votes. We'll have to see. Uh, I'd be interested to know who he voted for for House Speaker. Uh, Alive and Thriving says, intuition speaks through an active, open heart-mind com- connection. In my opinion, jabbed equals no intuition and or no listening to it. I agree. Cardiac arrest equals no coincidence. Karmic repercussions. Namaste, Tom and Zach. I think you're absolutely right. You know, each action has an equal and opposite reaction. Uh, And that's one of the reasons why I carry myself in the way that I do. Uh, Because whether it's now or it's sometime in the future, your actions are going to come back to haunt you, or they're going to come back to reward you. It's up to you on which is going to be. So thank you very much for hanging out with us today, guys. I do appreciate it. True Grit says, RP, have you ever been able to make contact with Christopher Fulton, JFK Death Info? Yes, I spoke with his publisher, Trine Day, and they actually sent me a copy of the book, and uh, we were supposed to reconnect after the first of the year. So thank you for reminding me. I will send another email to them, and we'll get him booked. I'm trying to get him booked here in the month of January. Uh, and then Sparky My Bick said, thank you, Zach and Thomas. Much love for all you guys' hard work. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, I will be back later today for another episode of Red Pill News. And then tomorrow you can catch me on RPN. And then Wednesday uh, then at Wednesday night at 9 p.m. with Brad on Altered State. And uh, we'll announce what we're going to be speaking about tomorrow. Thomas, what do you got coming up? You got your show later on today. Yeah, 4 p.m., guys. Uh, coming back with us is uh, Ivan Raikland. He's going to come on and, and discuss what in the hell has been taking place today. So it's going to be a good show. I like his uh, his tone. He's very, you know, strong into this so uh, and very informative. So make sure you tune in, 4 p.m., rumble.com backslash true reporting. Thank you, Zach, as always. Good to start off a new season with you, my man. Absolutely. So glad to be here. 
Uh, you guys, do me a favor. 394 Rumbles. Hit that Rumble on your way out the door. It do is it. absolutely free. It's the best way you can support the show because you're going to help me get in front of new people. Until tonight on another episode of Red Pill News, good luck, everyone, and God bless. We'll see you then.